The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. The Africa Business Report brought to you by the Intra-Africa Trade Fair, where entrepreneurs, investors and governments from 55 African countries all meet to explore trade, business and investment opportunities. Up first uh, this evening, Diana Games, who is Chief Executive of the business consultancy Africa at Work. And I thought Bitebridge was meant to be working better by now, but I've been watching images and videos and rage and frustration, Diana Games at the the fact that it's just in perpetual crisis. Yes, Bruce, uh, moving swiftly on from the metaverse that you were speaking about earlier. <laughs> no, no I, I, I wasn't paying attention because um, the metaverse is, I'm afraid, beyond me. I need to do some reading, but nobody's written about it in English yet. Um, until they do, I'm not paying attention. Sorry, yes, Bitebridge. <laughs> All right. Well, as you say, a perpetual crisis of some sort or another. Obviously, at times it works very well. The trucks are getting through and so on. But, you know, it's just so prone to disruption there. And what's happened um, this past week is that there's a it's it's kind of you could say it's in the name of progress, but there's a big public private partnership going on on the Zimbabwe side. Rand Merchant Bank is one of the funders of that, among others, um, with a company called La Frontier, which seems to be a construction company in Cape Town that has a concession of more than 17 years for the to upgrade the Zimbabwean side of the border. So what they've done is that they just recently int- in, uh, introduced a, a cash fee of, of between anything between $100 and $350, depending on what kind of vehicle you're in. To cross that, to cross into Zimbabwe, and of course they say it has to be cash for the moment, and people are just not ready. They don't have the cash, they don't have the money, etc. So next thing you have a ten, oh, they're conservatively a ten-kilometer queue of trucks. Now this is along a stretch of road with not much on it. There's no facilities. There's concerns about you know humanitarian crisis. The Human Rights Commission has popped up there uh, quite well after the fact. It seems to check that out, etc. And uh, so a lot of people who've got trucks and things have been reporting a lot of frustration, violence breaking out, et cetera, as they wait to try and cross that border. Now, Zimbabwe is actually saying, well, a lot of these 60% of truck drivers don't have the right documents. I would find that hard to believe, considering these are most of these companies are, are, are well-established uh, logistics companies who know what's needed. Anyway, so there's been a bit of finger-pointing. Uh, but today, the Zimbabwe Revenue Authority, which is responsible for the fee collection on the Zimbabwe side, said the res- situation has been resolved. They've fast-tracked the, the trucks through there, and it seems that everything's under control. But, you know, that's fine. That's great for, for the moment. But there's just endless problems there. Now we're coming up to Christmas. There's going to be another issue, et cetera. And, and what you need is a long-term solution. And perhaps the upgrading on the Zimbabwe side is one of those things. But, um, you know, the, the, the idea of a one-stop border post was only mooted properly by South Africa, I think, last year. I mean, surely that is, is something that should have been an, a plan from way back. Anyway, it's not, I, I it's not like this is in... Through this, you know. It's not like this is a new phenomenon, is it? I mean, Diana, it, it, this has been going from 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 crisis to worse um, over decades. Crisis to worse, exactly. And and I mean, this is years and years of trade facilitation, people putting their heads together. But it always, you know, at the end of the day, this is the problem with the African free trade area. People just talk about it as if it's kind of a silver bullet. And I think it's very clear that it's not. And obviously, these progress is going to, if this is what this is, is going to have some outcomes. But the point is that, you know, are we making it as easy as it could possibly be? 
um, and how are these countries not working together better or whatever it is, you know, I'm, I'm not there. But it just seems to me, you know, we, we're just not doing whatever we should be doing to make this thing work properly. It is the biggest border post, uh, border crossing in Africa and it and it, the busiest rather. And it, um, yeah, it needs something needs to happen because otherwise we're going back there and back there and back there as we have done over you know, decades probably. Yeah, but I mean, you, you know, everything is carried nowadays, unfortunately, on big trucks. I wish more of it was carried on trains and um, that would certainly be easier to process at border posts, I'm sure. But we just look at how highway is being blocked this evening and we look at the uh, the objection to foreign drivers being hired by South African companies um, and uh, the handful of local drivers, although they claim to be just a handful of local drivers, um, really objecting to the saying the government's got to intervene. And that, again, becomes a blockage to the movement of, of goods and services and products uh, around not just South Africa, but the region as a whole. Absolutely. I mean, South Africa um, has become the kind of the, the pivotal point for trade into the region to and from. And, and so something like the N3 presents a real choke point, which is obviously why truck drivers use it so frequently, because it, it really gets the attention because now we, we I think anyone driving to Durban has seen the sheer number of trucks going along that road while the railway sits pretty empty next uh, close by. But anyway, that's another whole drama on its own. But, you know, the point is the, 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 the knock-on effect of this is, is bigger than just like getting your goods to the port. What is happening is logistics companies are saying South Africa is becoming high risk. You know, we can't, we've got to diversify. We can't keep relying on this. You know, we had the violence and the looting, et cetera, in Durban earlier this year, which closed down that highway for, for uh, quite a long period. And then we've had now this, and there's been sporadic um, incidents before that. And, you know, with, with, with uh, uh, stock being set on fire, you know, a lot of inventory problems, adding to cost of, of doing business in Africa, which is already quite high. And, and you know, the, so, so the Road Freight Association in South Africa has says there's already a trend for companies to use other regional ports um, in, in the wake of deepening congestion in Durban, even before these kind of attacks on the road, the, the whole Durban upset and, or I don't know what you call it, everyone has a different term for it, uh, insurgency, whatever it was earlier this year. Um, and also these random attacks on foreign trucks. Now, a lot of these trucks are registered in other African countries. So I'm not quite sure what the problem is here. You know, are they asking them to change drivers at the border? Are they, I'm not quite sure what the issues are, but I, I think it's very clear that it needs to be dealt with. It seems to just linger. You know, we keep hearing about these things. <laughs> Where is this going? And Maputo is only 600 kilometers north of Durban, and people are looking at, at, at Maputo now, just thinking, we've had enough of this, this disruption in South Africa. What can we do? So that is the danger there. Yeah. We don't like to we don't like to confront our issues and certainly not to deal with them. Uh, our president is um, headed to Nigeria at the end of November. Um, why do we do these um, visits? So like it's like a return visit. I invited you for lunch, so now you must invite me for lunch. Um, it, it feels a bit like that. Well, I think if you look at it, uh, it's interesting you put it that way because actually in Africa it does seem to be a little bit like that. You don't see that in other nations have a state visit into Africa. They typically go to several countries at once and then they and they and they make it they make it work. I think we do it more or less in the sort of a nice to have um, strategic kind of relationship building, etc. It's hard to know how how um, important, you know, how, how we rate these things and how valuable they are, because they could be extremely valuable. The symbolic value of presidents visiting each other's countries 
um, is important. I think I think it is. And I, but the question is, what really comes out of it at the end of the day? Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of uh, things that need to be discussed, such as immigration, how we can uh, do business together, what we can learn from each other, um, and what, what's happening. You know, in Nigeria, a lot of our companies have pulled out of there. Uh, is anyone paying attention? For example, um, and how can we collaborate? Should we be collaborating in energy or et cetera, et cetera? But as often the case with this, the binational commission between these two countries will be sitting, but actually it's government to government. So private sector has a business forum. It's kind of a nod to these kind of discussions, et cetera. But at the end of the day, um, it's not clear you know, how much influence the private sector has over all of this, except for a couple of few, a couple of big companies that are often allowed at the big table, but not organized business per se as a rule. Diana Games, Chief Executive of the business consultancy Africa at Work with our Africa Business Report. Join Africa's largest trade and investment fair in South Africa. Intra-African Trade Fair gives you access to more than 1,000 exhibitors, 10,000 visitors and buyers, 5,000 conference delegates in more than 55 countries. Participate in trade and investment deals worth 40 billion US dollars as businesses and government come together to explore business and networking opportunities at the International Exhibition, brought to you by the African Export Import Bank and their premium partners, the Intra-Africa Trade Fair 2021, Transforming Africa.